Hello and welcome to The Bottom Line. This podcast examines the everyday business and finance issues faced by closely held and private businesses. We hope to provide you with news you can use in what we like to think of as a jargon-free zone. I'm your host, Dave Plasco, and with us as always is Tim Schuster, a manager in Eisner Amper's Private Business Services Group. Today we're going to switch it up a little bit, and Tim is actually going to interview me on some tips for growing your business with the help of social media. Dave, hello! Hey, Tim, this feels kind of weird, actually. Um, <laughs> it kind of does, but I like this little role reversal okay, we're doing today. Right. Well, you, you know, with the constant complaining about how busy you are with taxis, and I figure <laughs> I'd take over this month. And it's a perfect topic for you. Okay. So we're all basically aware of social media, and everyone's heard of Facebook and Twitter, but a lot of companies, even the largest, don't always use their digital platforms to help grow their business. Yeah, and you know they're missing a huge opportunity here. Um, If for no other reason, look, there's no fee for having an account on Twitter or Facebook or LinkedIn, or there's no cost for posting on these platforms. So, I mean, you'll never get a better deal than free. Oh, no, you'll never get a better deal than free. So what's the first step? So you really need to develop website content, you know, something that you can push out to people. It's It's that concept of active marketing, going to the consumer, rather than passive marketing where you're waiting for the consumer to come to you. So, you know, another term we like to call it is thought leadership. So it can be articles, it can be short blogs, it can be videos, it can be information on upcoming events, it can be press releases, it can be a podcast like this one. But you want to post stuff on your website that is helpful and newsworthy for readers. You don't want it to be too self-serving, per se. You know, you don't want to put up a, an ad on your website and say, we're the best company in America, and push that out. That, <laughs> yeah, that, you know. that's, that's subjective. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> yeah. exactly. So, for example, if you're a realtor, you might have a, an article that someone on your team writes about the pros and cons of fixed rate versus adjustable mortgages. Mm-hmm. You know, post that on your website. You push it out to your, to your uh, social media platforms. Or let's say you have a short video tour of a commercial property that you, that's for sale that you're handling. So again, you know, t- taking taking thought leadership, commenting on topics that will be could be potentially valuable to consumers and pushing it out to them. Makes sense. What's the next steps after that? So then you want to look at the platforms themselves. So for example, LinkedIn. It's predominantly a business site. So you, you know, every business should be there. Um, so, for example, again, go, going back to the real estate example, um, post on LinkedIn. Oh, members of our firm presented on a panel on reverse mortgages during the recent Realtors Conference and Expo, something mm-hmm. like that. Twitter is great for short-form, condensed, you know, breaking news. Um, so, again, the Realtor. Uh, just listed, great house in Montclair, we're holding an open house on Sunday from one to four. Don't miss it. You know, just real down and dirty, quick to the point. Everyone knows what's going on in a very short spurt. Right, right. So it's almost written like a headline. Mm -hmm. Uh, Facebook tends to be a little less formal, but you know, again, it could be a great place for posting something like, you know, check out some nice photos of our employees who volunteered at the local animal shelter this past weekend. You know, kind of a, a feel-good type Yeah, of giving thing. back. Yep. That makes sense. So you have different types of posts, but, you know, what, what else is there? So the common theme is that they all get your brand message out to the public. You're promoting your business, what you do, your mission, and the people who work there. So the goal is to really establish 
credibility through thought leadership and to really put your business in the consciousness of the consumer's minds. So what's important in addition to the content you share? Sure, frequency is a big part of it. You know, it, it, it's not going to help you if you post on Twitter once every six months. You know, you need to be consistent. You know, have a Twitter tip of the day. You know, have a, a monthly podcast that you post the third Thursday of every month at 11 a.m., uh, share, you know, the realtor again, share your home of the week on Facebook. So you want to develop a following, an audience. You want to be consistent, you, you know, almost like a, appointment thought leadership. Yeah, that makes sense. Is there anything else? Yeah, I would say try and engage with your audience. You know, say something like, send us ideas for articles that you'd like to read about. Uh, enter your name to win an iPad. Show us before and after pictures of a new home that you just bought. You know, establishing two-way communication is always better than, than one way. Let me tell you something. I would personally love an iPad. Um, but, you know, who's a good person to spearhead this as a company? Well, you want to start slow. You know, you could go to a local college and, and look for an intern who's majoring in this area. You can hire a part-time tech-savvy person to manage the postings and the monitorings. You know, but as you grow and hopefully see the benefits from this, you can consider hiring a full-time social media person. Makes sense. And once you master the basics, what's the next step? You could definitely get more advanced. For example, you could get analytics to show you how your results are, um, what's, what content is doing well at what times of day. You could purchase ads to supplement what you're doing in a very cost-effective way. There's a lot more, but but one step at a time. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I think it's time to switch the roles back again. Yeah, you know, Tim, I'm going to put you back in the interviewee chair where you belong um, <laughs> so you can give us one of your patented New Jersey Historical Society fun facts. It will be my pleasure. Uh, so today let's discuss Albert Einstein. Everyone's mm -hmm. fully familiar with him. You know, while he's not a Jersey native, he spent his time when he immigrated to the U.S. in Princeton, New Jersey. He started his career as a patent clerk in Switzerland. So anyone can amount to anything if you put your mind to it. Sounds like it, yeah. It's the little things, you know? Yep, yep. <laughs> well, this is the point where I generally say thank you, Tim, for this valuable information, but I'm going to thank myself yeah, for Yeah, you really should. I was going to say, Dave, it was a pleasure, <laughs> and you did really well. <laughs> and thank you for listening to The Bottom Line as part of the Eisner Amper podcast series. If you have any questions or there's a topic you'd like us to cover, email us at contact at eisneramper.com. Visit eisneramper.com for more information on this and a host of other topics, and join us for our next Eisner Amper podcast when we get down to business.